0: 39 points. And Chuka? I'm Chuka, I'm up 39 points against uh Freddie. And Freddie has Henderson, uh, the kicker of the Rams, and the Rams defense.
1: You definitely got a 2 in pit tonight. Uh you know what else people should tune into is this podcast. Josh, what's up? <laughs> the idea of uh, transition having for the podcast Union. today. The idea of having the podcast today was uh, a little daunting, uh, a little h- hard to fathom the idea because it's been a hard two weeks. It's been a hard two weeks for Raiders fans. It's been a hard two weeks for fantasy football. It's been a hard two weeks for sports in general and then you got the booster so there might be some things that you may say i'm just kidding you're feeling better i appreciate that you're on today guys we got some stuff for you guys today we went through the archives didn't we josh yes yanko and what the archives in the
0: words in the words yanko of rem the band rem i'm not a great singer i don't pretend to be one But that song can clearly illustrate what I went through this weekend and perhaps what you went through, because the song is entitled, Everybody Hurts. Mm. So if you're an R.E.M. fan, tune into that song, because that's how yours truly felt since Friday. True story.
1: So why? Why since Friday? Talk to me, Josh. Let's let's vent our frustrations with... Uh-huh.
0: Well, the- and, and maybe that no, wasn't since Friday, but um, that is a subject for another time. I'm a big soccer fan, aficionado. I don't pretend to carry any flags or show any sign of patriotism. Uh-huh. I'm just a fan of the sport, but that was a great game and then USA Throttle Mexico 2-0. I was watching it over with some friends mm-hmm. and they were a little bit more <laughs> affected by it. So then as you eloquently illustrated it, on Saturday after around midday or so, I got the booster shot and I was feeling great. Then about four hours kicked in and I felt like crap. Sunday, I felt like crap. Sunday night, I felt like crap. After that uh, fiasco that we watched Sunday night football, but it is what it is. We turned the page we move forward yinko and now as you mentioned it we here at this pod have are, are trying to strive for accountability yeah and what do i mean by accountability yinko well we had mentioned it a, a while back that you and i were going to revisit some of the predictions that before the season kicked off we had done and today we are going to focus. We're going to revisit before we go down the, the NFL and, and all the different games that went on this weekend. We're going to go back and we're going to revisit those predictions. And for this, not only, we're only going to do NFC. So we're going to see how ridiculous we are. <laughs> and then in next week, we'll revisit the AFC. So for today, we'll be the NFC. So shoot away, Inko. Well,
1: we went pretty far back into the archive, uh, the podcast, and we were able to find some notes and uh, find some uh, takes. And interestingly enough, some of this is somewhat accurate and some of this is not even remotely close. And I think it's fair to say that uh, it's expected that we weren't going to be at 100%, right? For example, I'll, I'll use what's dearest to my heart. NFL wise, I did not think that the Raiders were going to be at one point considered top 10 at one point prior to New York. All right. Mm-hmm. I did not think that the bills were going to lose the Jacksonville and that that was going to be a thing. But as we continue to go through our predictions, we're going to like Josh said, we're going to go NFC and then we're going to ease our way into where we're at in week 10, the results of week 10 and see where we fare. So I'll start with, let's start with the NFC West. And the NFC West, as the, one of the showdowns is going tonight, between the debut of not only Von Miller, but OBJ. Is it in San Francisco or Santa Clara? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Uh, there are a ton of implications for the Rams. I'm going to say that both in this case, you and I, We're right at the top of the NFC West to an extent. All right. So I'll go with your predictions first because ladies first, right? Oh, anyway, you had the Rams and first ending. This is the, what your predictions are for the final of the regular season, the Rams and first, the Niners, second Hawks, third cards, fourth. Okay. In comparison to what I had cards, Rams, Hawks-Niners. Right. Okay. I'm going to say that both you and I, depending on the result tonight, are equally right. And I'm going to start by saying this about the Cardinals. I was high on them because of their off-season acquisitions. I was high on them because of the way they ended last year. And I felt like they were about to burst onto the scene. I am a little... Questioning a questionable question. I'm, I'm questioning, I am a,
0: a little questionable or I'm, questioning.
1: I'm questionable as a podcaster <laughs> in general. However, just because my grammar is off doesn't mean that I'm going to be uh, my predictions were off, right? Because I picked the Cardinals to be in first and so far so good. Yes. However, I'm going Keep to do yourself question a pat on
0: the back, Yanko.
1: Hey, why D Hop and kyler are missing games as of now i understand there's injury i understand what's going on but the way the rams are playing with their record the way the cards are playing and their record and the way now the packers are starting to play and their record the number one seed is at play so i don't know why they would have started maybe it is more than what i think right maybe they are injured uh, and they're, they're making calculated decisions, obviously, for the best of the team. I'm just surprised by that. Josh, with your predictions of Rams, Niners, C- Seahawks cards, what grade would you give yourself? Rams, oh. Niners, Seahawks cards.
0: I would say it's more of a 50 50. Um,
1: um, like C minus.
0: Like a C minus. Because I saw, I didn't see, obviously, this dynamic. Well, let me rephrase that. I think we can all agree, and there was some naysayers out there. In regards to the Rams, I think we all saw the vision of Sean McVay in acquiring Matthew Stafford. That was going to elevate the offense. Mm -hmm. And so far, that has been the case. In the Niners, we or I saw how many perhaps people saw that this team was finally healthy. They had been to the Super Bowl a few years back. And not that they were going to go back to the Super Bowl, but they were going to be relevant. They were going to be competitive. In the Hawks, I think we can all agree that they were going to – Russell Wilson was going to be the driving force. So the Hawks would go as Russell Wilson would take them. And I personally – And I admit that I was wrong. I was not a believer of Clint Kingsbury. I did see what the Cardinals were trying to do. They were all in. They acquired pieces. But to me, coaching mattered in that particular case. And coaching, I was very unimpressed with Cliff Kingsbury. That obviously has been proven wrong unless the Cardinals completely fall apart and the wheels completely fall off for the second half of the season. So that's pretty much my take of what I saw. I think we can both kind of agree that that's kind of what you saw as well. And you mentioned it already, but that's my perspective in regards to those predictions.
1: You and I are similar in two things. One, we held the Rams in high regard. And I think that's it because my predictions were cards, Rams, Seahawks, Niners. However, it was honestly a gut feeling. It was honestly uh, not necessarily a wagered guess or a prediction based on uh, concrete evidence. I just really felt like the cards were going to do something about it. I felt like Cliff Kingsbury had to prove something this year that the cards in combination with their off season acquisitions and in reality there uh, for me, my reality for the cards was make it or break it. And there were a couple of things kind of going in that, that made me think that way. One, you gave up for a lot for Kyler Murray. And what I mean by a lot is you went back to back picks. I quarterback at first round, right? That's a bold move. And not that Josh Rosen has lit up the NFL, but still you don't see that often Two, You went and got some playmakers. I mean, you went and got it despite their age, right? Uh, D hop, AJ green. You went and signed James Conner. Uh, you went and got JJ Watt, and although JJ isn't playing right now, he did have an impact before he got injured. AJ Green has been a, a a decent surprise. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pride myself in picking the cards a little bit. Second, I had the Rams, and that was strictly coaching Sean McVay. Uh, how they were doing their version and things of acquisitions. No one predicted Von Miller. No one predicted OBJ. But they're in a division that we knew was going to be tough. The Seahawks, I always just give credit to Russell and Pete Carroll. I mean, that's just, that's just the thing. It was going to be uh, something I didn't waver on. I held the Niners down a little bit, not because of coaching, but because of who Jimmy was, his uh, fragility when it comes to injury. Uh, and that showed itself this year again. And I didn't think that Kittle was going to be injured, but Kittle missing has been uh, a little bit of a surprise, also, right? Uh, so I had the Niners down, and a little B wanted to stick it to Charlie. <laughs> I wanted to put the Niners in last place. If I had to grade myself with my cards, around Seahawks, Niners, uh, based on that and where they're standing today, I'm going to give myself a B plus, just because mm-hmm. I got the the first. I think I still think the Seahawks are better than the Niners as those, as it stands right now even though they got shut out yesterday i still would favor the niners i mean the seahawks over the niners you have the seahawks you have the niners over the seahawks in your prediction do you still favor the niners over the seahawks yes
0: i think yep. the niners are more of a complete team than the seahawks
1: yeah complete team uh, yeah absolutely i just i just trust russell more i mean how much quarter how much does a quarterback play Make a difference on a team, right? And uh, we've seen that our own uh, by uh, on our own, but that was the NFC West and our predictions there. So you know, not bad. Sorry, cell phone. Here you go, Yanko. I guess. Oh, my watch started finding my cell phone. Anyway, uh, now you know my ringtone, ladies and gentlemen. The I'm very.
0: Uh... Very disturbed with that ring, Tonianco.
1: Hey, Madonna is a queen. You leave her alone. The NFC East, we'll flip it a little bit. I'll start with my predictions, and then we'll go to yours. We started with yours on the NFC West. I'll go with proceed. Proceed. Uh, I'm going to give myself a big fat F for failure. All right, because I picked the Washington football team at number one. The Why Eagles. God's greeners he would do that I is had my beyond reasoning. me. I remember. Uh, the Cowboys at three and the Giants at four. Uh, none of this is in an, in an order that is justifiable right now for the NFC East. Uh, I'm going to start with one, my disdain against the Cowboys. Two, sticking it to Machina de Fuego. Three, I legitimately thought that the Washington football defense was going to be a good and great defense. Little to my knowledge, and I know that uh, Chase Young was going to tear his ACL yesterday. However, him tearing it yesterday didn't make a difference at all. Prior
0: to that point of them no. being three and six at this particular juncture in the season. They
1: beat the Bucks. They did. Capital OMG, bruh. Anywho, uh, I thought the Eagles were going to be a-, a dark horse. Jalen Hurts some offensive weapons and coaching. I think there it's coaching that has taken a massive dive. Uh, They might as well call themselves the Boo Birds because although they did us a huge favor in the AFC West and took care of the Chargers yesterday. Was it the Chargers? Broncos. Broncos. Thanks. The Broncos yesterday, they uh, have not performed well. The Cowboys, they're a top team in the NFC. I didn't think Dank was going to have... uh, A stellar year. I didn't think the coaching was going to be there. But you know what? I think Dan Quinn is having a residual effect over not only the defense, but the team in general. It's boosting the morale, which is boosting the locker room, which is uh, having its obviously great effects on the field. And while the Giants, I mean, the Giants will be the Giants, right? I can't diss on the Giants. They beat the brakes off the Giants. No, no. Let me retake that. The Giants defense beat the Raiders. As a whole, half a team mm-hmm. beat the Raiders as a whole. Anyway, the Giants aren't anything to worry about. The Cowboys should run with the the NFC East. That's not in doubt. At this point, I just hope the Cowboys lose to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. That's all I wish for at my two front teeth for this year. For you, your predictions. Do you remember what you picked? So I picked the Cowboys
0: at one. The Washington football team at two. Uh, the Giants at three and the Eagles at four. Uh, I think you very eloquently stated it, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Why I beat? Why I pick the Cowboys? The Cowboys are loaded. Uh, exactly how they've been playing offensively. I not. not I'm not going to say that I saw, but they have the makings to be explosive. The biggest question mark was defense. You saw how they leaned heavily in this uh, year's draft in defense. They rectified defense by hiring a defensive coordinator in the form of Dan Quinn. And we have seen all this into fruition come aboard of how they played. And let's be very, very honest here. They could have possibly, very possibly, be undefeated up to this point. They could have been the Bucs. Could have would have showed it doesn't exist in the NFL. They had a legit shot to beat the Bucs and they needed that donkey's game for them to be humbled and to say you know what bro you you got to come out and play and obj just got his first official catch as a rams there's just an fyi uh and uh just just what they had pretty much that's why i beat the cowboys the rest of the nfc to me nfc east is trash washington is dysfunctional new york is dysfunctional the eagles don't know what don't know if it's coaching or players Sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're kind of lost. They're, they're all allergic to prosperity. But we shall see how this unfolds. Let
1: me ask what you this, grade,
0: though. What grade I would give myself, Yanko, yeah. would be a B plus. Okay. I'm not going to get arrogant here.
1: B+. Let me ask you this, though. Other than the boys at the top, if you had to rearrange your the last three remaining teams at the NFC East right now, would it still be the same order? Or where would you put Washington, New York, and Philly? I we'll
0: would keep it the same because they're going to beat up on one another one Even way or another. with Chase going down? Yeah, because that, that defensive line is, is a monster. I know Montez Sweat, which is another member of that defensive line, I think got injured. He Not is. to the extent of Chase Young, but these victories against that nobody's giving you credit or a shot for, they go a long way. And I'm not saying that this is going to be the resurgence of the Washington football team. But it's funny how these victories have a way of kind of helping you in the next coming games.
1: Yeah. No, so I you're
0: buying into the coach. So. Uh, no, and New more. York is trash. Although, again, you you put it, the Raiders, they were beaten by the Raiders. Uh, the Giants beat the Raiders. And the Eagles the eagles are weird a weird team to figure out they have yep. been in every game and they have managed to lose so maybe we I give them less credit than what
1: <laughs> but, one of the ga- one of the only games they haven't been in ironically was against las vegas
0: do you think Matthew stafford just did a through a
1: horrible interception? oh that's great i have a he plan. did it every
0: car let's throw one up in the air and let's see who can catch it
1: and who <laughs> do you think he threw it to let's see they're playing the niners so, well, one receiver, OBJ,
0: OBJ, bro. Oh man,
1: the OBJ effect,
0: the OBJ effect,
1: man. Anyways, I mean, at least a staffer has an excuse. What is Carr gonna say? Anywho, Zinger, the one last question on the NFC East for you. Do you think any of these three teams for the second half of the season upset the Cowboys? Or do they clean yeah. the Cowboys clean sweep the division? The,
0: the I think there could be one possible upset. But that's not going to mean much because I don't foresee these three, these other three teams making playoffs.
1: No, no, no. It's more of a I think though, I honestly agree with you. Yeah, I there think could the,
0: be there could be a little trapping uh, trapper game around there.
1: I think there will be. And I don't it's not going to affect the Cowboys playoff chances. It's going to affect no. their seeding that that's what's going to hurt it's going to be the seeding moving on to the nfc north you and i actually agree with everything here so let's play a little bit of tag i'll go first you go second i'll go third you go
0: fourth
1: packers vikings bears lions i'm going to give you an a plus but that which uh, (laughs) symbiotically gives me an a plus also yes i think the vikings are better than the bears even though uh, that hasn't happened. The Vikings have lost five games this year for a possession or less. Uh, yes. The Bears are rebuilding. However, last Monday night, I did see a bettering. Justin, Justin, <laughs> Justin. A bettering,
0: Justin.
1: Bettering. Bettering's <laughs> a word. Is it not? Oh my God, Yanko. Bettering's okay, a word. Okay,
0: first we have the issue with the butter,
1: w- with the peanut butter stuck
0: now we're inventing words it's okay yanko i am here to help i you am and to unraveling
1: you. from last night because i was left yes. speechless <laughs> with the horrible performance that everyone put up and i mean everyone las vegas uh yeah a plus a plus the lions tied are trash <laughs> so they didn't lose but they couldn't win either but they can't how crazy win. is that they can't win
0: and look for all that for, for all that is said and we'll dive into this right now but at least at least the Steelers have an excuse. Our starting quarterback was on the covid list bro, so and therefore talk about, he
1: did not play. Talk about a huge drop off in performance without Ben. Mason I know Rudolph? it was
0: rainy. I know bro. there was some crazy weather in Pittsburgh and it was pretty much ground and pound and play very good defensively but bro you couldn't even get that right. You, you couldn't even freaking get a W when everything was in your favor. And they had their chances, man. But that's why the Lions are atrocious. And that's why you and I picked what? them to go dead last Josh, in the NFC North.
1: Josh, what's worse, tying the Lions or getting shellacked by the Chiefs? I think tying the Lions. Absolutely. Right now, I'm reaching for straws, looking in silver lining. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it feel better Tying the yes. lions is worse than if you're a pittsburgh lac-
0: fan bro that's gonna be with you the rest of the season
1: oh my gosh getting shellacked right. by the you, chiefs on national you, tv you couldn't uh beat the <laughs>
0: lions bro and the lions haven't even <laughs> you, won a game
1: i think a tie is actually worse in this situation than a loss yes <laughs> yes it's because it's like the lions- in no way
0: shape or form am i connoting this okay but this is the perfect example it's like you have you heard that expression you kiss your cousin or you're kissing cousins. Like that does nothing for you, Yanko. (laughs) And in no way, shape or form is Josh saying that it's okay to kiss your cousin. No, you dirty,
1: sick minds. I'm just saying that
0: that does nothing to you. Nothing.
1: Time, a football game, nothing. And a division that's super close. And yes, that
0: could, that could potentially be the, 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 what do they call it? The straw that broke the camel's back. Half a game in, in a way that if either Pittsburgh is in or Pittsburgh is out, because <laughs> a tie can benefit you or can
1: be very detrimental to your season. So, I'm literally saying out to the world that I'd rather lose 41 to 14 than tie the isn't un- that crazy? the, the de- tie the defeated lions. Anyway, moving on to the last division of the NFC, the NFC South. Uh I'll go first. We still got two more, Yanko. We still got two more? Yes, we do. The bear. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yanko, Yanko, accountability. I am wrong. You are right. Booster. You proceed, my friend.
1: The I went with the Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. And I'll give myself a B minus, just based on the fact that I'm fairly accurate. The Panthers and the Saints are kind of interchangeable right now. And you know what's going to be interesting, Joss? If the Panthers have a resurgence with Cam. Cam came out yesterday.
0: very much happen.
1: Cam came out yesterday and scored two touchdowns on a handful of plays.
0: I'm back.
1: That's what you said. Yeah, and that guy has a silver tooth. Es travieso. Anyway, the the Bucks-Panthers... Saints-Falcons were my prediction. I'm going to go B-. minus. Although, the Bucs aren't. The defense isn't the same, Josh. Something is up with the Tampa Bay defense that by this time around last year, they were starting to show the signs of improvement. Yes, they're missing one of their starting cornerbacks. Yes, it is that. And for some reason, the Washington football team plays the Bucs hard. That happened last year in the, in the playoffs, the wild card. Yeah. And yesterday lost to the Washington football team. I'm a little worried about the bucks. I don't think they'll lose the division, but I think the Panthers are going to give them a run for their money in that division, which as it stands, I I think the Panthers are on the outside looking in to the playoff hunt. And if Cam Newton comes back and has some kind of resurgence, this might be one of those teams. That's like a, a surprise, surprise, right? But Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. That was my prediction. So that puts me at a B minus. When I average out my uh, grades here, I'm passing with a 70. I'm going to give myself like a 72 because the NFC East was my detriment. So I'm going to give myself – I'm passing. I'm passing. It's enough to acquire – So in my end, it was Bucks,
0: Panthers – no, wait. That was you. Sorry. Sorry. Bucks, Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Bucks obviously winning it. The Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. And let's be honest here. Now, with the Saints falling and their quarterback situation being murky, and in no way, shape, or form, am I saying that it was Trevor, Trevor Simeon's fault for the Saints falling to the Titans because he missed two 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 extra points. So that's why they had to go for two. And they didn't, didn't it.
1: miss them no it was a kicker yeah
0: because it was apparently super windy that yesterday in tennessee in nashville so the bucks are not necessarily very much in trouble but their defense is very suspect they still have the goat they still have all the weapons some of them are coming back they were without ab again and they were without uh gronk gronk again and the saints are a toss-up the falcons and the panthers are a toss-up too because the Falcons sometimes show up and play, and then sometimes they just get shellacked, like how the, it happened yesterday, which we'll mm-hmm. cover right now against the Cowboys. And then the Panthers, it's very unpredictable, but yes, there might be some resurgence because of what you mentioned. So it's a wait-and-see approach. I would give myself a B plus because so far as it stands right now, the Bucks are one, the Saints are two, and the Falcons and the Panthers are interchangeable. If that will hold... Kudos for me, but that was our predictions for the NFC. Now, if the playoffs were to start today, Yanko, how did you have them ranked?
1: Well, let me tell you. I had the Bucks at first. Okay. I had the Packers second, the Cardinals okay. third, the Washington football team fourth, the Rams fifth, the Vikings sixth, and the Hawks seven. Out of okay. these seven teams, I'm going to go with, let me see, one, two, three, four. I'm four out of seven. I think I'm four. I'm I'm going to be a strong four out of seven.
0: Now, I I know there's a game going on right now, and and there's obviously seating implications here. But can you, before I share mine, would you be able to tell us what are the current standings in the NFC playoff picture?
1: Well, don't mind if I do.
0: While you look at that, I will share what my predictions were yeah. for the NFC playoffs. So I had Bucks one, Packers two, Rams three, and Cowboys four. And your three wild card teams are Niners, Hawks, and Vikings. So as it stands right now, the Bucks are in, although the seating was terrible, but we're just talking playoffs here. Teams making the playoffs. The Bucks would be in the playoffs right now. The Packers would be in the playoffs right now. The Rams would be in the playoffs right now. The Cowboys would be in the playoffs right now. And I think that's it because the other teams are super murky. Although they're on the bubble, they're not in the top seven spots or in the wild card for that matter. So I got four out of seven.
1: And it's about, it's almost about the same. The four out of seven, our predictions. Uh, right. Back and forth. So this is as of uh last week because technically NFL.com has it as the week hasn't updated. closed. Yeah, it hasn't updated because the week hasn't closed uh for, at, well, six. the Chiefs are now six and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this has updated. This has updated. My bad. This has updated. Right now, the NFC playoffs, number one. The Packers. Packers. Number two, the Cardinals. Number three, the Cowboys. Number four, the Bucks, Number five, the Rams. Number six, the Saints. And number seven, the Carolina Panthers. On the bubble. On the bubble. At eight, Minnesota Vikings. At nine, the Atlanta Falcons. And at ten, the Philadelphia Eagles. Which... So... Is it? And there's still half a season left. Uh,
0: but these next games, once it starts getting around Thanksgiving uh, from here till the end of the year, they're huge.
1: Four huge. out of the seven teams in the playoff standings right now only have two losses. That's insane. That's crazy, man. That's insane. And that's well, so there you go. That's we're all about accountability.
0: We're all about when we're wrong, we're wrong. It's not to say that we're right, but again, we want to be accountable with some of the outlandish things we say, and sometimes they're going to be accurate and sometimes they're not. And that's why we wanted to revisit this, the NFC predictions, uh, division leaders, and playoff implications and wild cards. Maybe at the end of the regular season, it'll be our final stamp of approval to see how we fared, but at least halfway the the season is halfway through and you guys have an idea of how we fared in regards to predictions like i mentioned next week we will cover afc and to see how the afc stacked up our predictions stacked up and then absolutely
1: raiders all the way
0: yes yes <laughs> so now we proceed with nfl action yanko
1: yeah absolutely so going into the nfl action we're going to start in order with baltimore and miami and what a surprise josh did you ever think that baltimore was going to be held to 10 points not only held to 10 points but absolutely manhandled on thursday night football yes it was a four-day turnaround yes it was really humid and muggy in miami But if you want to find excuses, it's easier to find reasons for winning. And look, everything was there for the making for Baltimore to take it. Not only did their starting quarterback. i Honestly, I don't know who the starting quarterback is in Miami, right? But they (laughs) interchange. I don't think Brian Flores knows either. No, no, absolutely. And that was a case of exactly the closest thing I can remember that is similar to this. And not to be a homer, the Raiders and Giants, where the Raiders were favored. They went to the, play the game, and the Miami offense didn't beat the Ravens. It was the Miami defense, just like the Giants defense beat Las Vegas. My thoughts with that is that it was basically a trap game. It isn't going to affect the overall chances of Baltimore getting into the playoffs. I still think they make the playoffs, but Miami, a surprise win on Thursday night. What are your thoughts?
0: Indeed. The only thing that I would worry is that the NFL is a copy league. And if other opposing defensive coordinators, which get paid a lot of money to stop opposing teams, offenses can, and the 49ers just scored George Kittle. Nice. And if uh, opposing uh, defensive coordinators around the NFL can harness what Miami did in a weekly basis, then Baltimore is in a heap of trouble. It's all about adjustments in the NFL. And if Baltimore cannot make an adjustment offensively, which they are a juggernaut of an offense because of one specific player, Lamar Jackson, they have Lamar Jackson contained. I did see that one play that kind of flopped the game upside down or opposing to Miami's favor when they punched out uh, Sammy Watkins' uh, reception. And Miami took it back, and that pretty much You'll was the end of the game to a certain degree. And that's my only observation.
1: You know, and for... it's, it's crazy because as a fan of whoever your team is, like yesterday for me, the same play calling kept beating Las Vegas over and over and over again when Las Vegas was on defense. I'm not trying to be a homer, but I saw the same thing. I'm trying to assimilate what happened to the Ravens. And the same defensive play or scheme kept affecting the Ravens offense over and over and over again. And it's exactly what you just mentioned. It was, they contained Lamar, but they were blitzing the heck out of the Ravens. And the Ravens couldn't, they couldn't adjust. They couldn't adjust to the blitz. They were literally loading the box, stacking the box. They weren't being secretive about it. There weren't any like trick plays or like uh, twists or turns inside the defensive line. There was nothing. uh, It was pretty rudimentary. It was basically saying, we're coming after you make a play. And I, I thought that was interesting. And it must have been super frustrating as a Ravens fans, Ravens fan to watch. Moving on to the next slate of games on Sunday, it was Buffalo and New York. Not much to mention here other than Buffalo did what they had to do. And they basically shellacked and beat the brakes off the Jets. Uh, that's something that was predictable, although that close assimilates a lot of Sunday night football. I have a lot of PTSD with Sunday night football. But, yeah, I can tell. Uh, 45 to 17 in, in New York. In due
0: time, Yanko. In yeah. due time. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think Buffalo's back?
0: Yeah, I think they needed a resounding. I don't think Buffalo ever went away. They did get an ugly loss against Jacksonville and they have they have struggled, but not all the games are the winning games, winning football games are not going to be beauty pageants. Sometimes you're going to win ugly, if it's such a word. Me and now they won in a very convincing way against a very inferior opponent, which was the Jets, and that is that.
1: Absolutely. What was your take on the next game? We'll talk about Washington and Tampa Bay. A lot of di- a lot to dissect here, but give me your thoughts on uh, Washington and Tampa Bay. Thought uh,
0: unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I thought I was lost in translation. It just goes to show you, man. The NFL is it, it's not college football. No. College football is like. <laughs> you know you're going to get shellacked yeah
1: you know there's very
0: few instances where there's a team that comes out of nowhere and beats you i get that too there's always upset you got to be upset ready Mm -hmm. but the nfl is is nothing like that man just when you think you have it figured out and it's a it's an automatic w that does not exist in the NFL, and the Bucks were a statement of that. It was a very once again. I think this is a second week in a row where there was a lot of upsets.
1: You read my mind, Josh. I, I mean, and I was I was going to the ask Washington
0: you, football team took care of business against the Bucks.
1: Do you two ever very ever?
0: weird, unpredictable, uncharacteristic interceptions yeah. by the goat? Yeah, and even though Washington football team lost Chase Young. They are a very defensive-led team by, of course, their head coach, which is which preaches defense in Ron Rivera, and they have a very talented defensive coordinator in the form of Jack Del Rio, and it's no surprise that they played them hard, and they beat them, and it is surprising, but I'm saying defensively what they were able to do, but I did not envision them losing, the Buccaneers losing in that fashion, but they did.
1: Do you remember or recall in your time as a fan of the NFL such unpredictability in consecutive weeks?
0: No, man. I know there's always upsets, but at least I might be prisoner of the moment. But I don't recall anything like this happening, at least around this time around. Usually teams that are supposed to win do win. Yeah. And teams that are supposed to lose, lose, but... Now, very well said. The winner should win
1: and the loser should lose.
0: In very simplest terms. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it's... And I think it's essential for some teams to have these t- games where they are able to fine-tune themselves, right? If they mm-hmm. beat where they're supposed to beat, then they don't change anything. I think it triggers change. I think it triggers improvement. Uh, unless you're Las Vegas. Ayo! Anyway, moving on to Atlanta and Dallas, where that was, I mean... It's Jeez, that was
0: a lack of a lifetime! Oh my
1: gosh. That was, it was 28-0 at at half at one point. It was 28 to three for Atlanta. You remember that at the third quarter? No, (laughs) somewhere in the third quarter. quarter. Yep. So it was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it it was.
0: And and you know what, in regards to that game, Yanko, I don't think there's much to say either. And Matthew Stafford almost got intercepted again. I, I think in that particular regard, um, it's, it, it's not an unspoken rule, but there's certain people that are out there that have more profound knowledge of the game always state that usually, usually a team coming out out of a terrible, terrible loss or a terrible shellacking the following week, they show up. And that was the case of the Cowboys because last week they lost against the Donkeys in a horrible fashion. And this week they took care of business. Against the another interception really and he's gonna take it back pick six
1: Wow it, well,
0: it uh it was deflected off the receiver it's like a little bubble screen and they ran it back
1: la lamps predicted it
0: and look at mr. Matthew Stafford is just dumbfounded of what exactly happened
1: I I think that good teams, I agree with everything you said, but good teams find a way to bounce back. Good yeah, teams find a do. way to adjust, work with what they have, and move forward. Uh, but anywho, moving on to New Orleans and Tennessee, where New Orleans, did you know, is on their fourth kicker this season. Fourth kicker. Some teams struggle I, mean, with I should this. try out. Do it. I'll wear your jersey. I mean, it's better than anything that the Raiders are doing right now. Anyway, hell, stop. <laughs> Anywho, the Titans. Get it out of your
0: system, Yanko. It's your night. The
1: Titans, Josh, I'm questioning a little bit. Because Trevor Simeon went to Tennessee, and if it isn't for their kicker and the elements, which you have to account for as an NFL team. They potentially go into overtime, if not win that game. Julio Jones goes to IR. Derrick Henry is out for the season. AP, okay. Apparently Jeremy McNichols was just a courtesy death chart guy because they're not playing him, and they started playing this other running back. Are you worried about Tennessee?
0: I'm not because it's already been two straight weeks. They have figured out
1: a way to win. And good teams. That's a way that to win
0: that Yanko is going to be the slogan of this pod. Good teams figure out a way to win. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's not a beauty pageant. You don't have to do it convincingly. You don't have to do it beautifully. Work with what you have and come away with a W. If you're a contender, that's what you do. And it's already been two weeks with no Derrick Henry. And so far, the Titans are 2-0 without Derrick Henry. Last week, they won on defense. This week, they won a combination of, of things. And they came away with a victory. And now they're in sole possession of the first seed in an AFC that is starving for somebody to take over. And the Titans have come away with that and have already beaten several contending teams.
1: They have, they've actually, they're actually one of the teams that has the most wins against last year playoff teams or last season's playoff teams, the saints. I think they're just going to keep retooling and refining, uh, like we said earlier during our predictions, I think they'll be one of the contenders for the bubble, right? They'll be one of the contenders for that. I don't think they overtake the Bucks in any way, shape, or form, unless they have an epic meltdown. But uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with that division and itself. Moving on to not the Saints division and the NFC South, but the division where the Titans reside, with Indianapolis playing Jacksonville in Indy. And Josh, this game got a little interesting towards the end as Jacksonville had a type of resurgence to say, to try to make it interesting. But uh, the Jacksonville did what I think they all, we all thought they were going to do right. Lose the game, but they made it interesting, which continues to show signs of improvement uh, on the team itself. Yesterday. It's funny. A little bit of a tidbit. I was watching NFL red zone as we're doing other things and, Mrs. Yanko walks by and she captures a glimpse as Red Zone was focused on uh, the Indy the Jacksonville game. And they panned out to see Goldilocks. And she just stops and she goes, is that a player? Yeah, that's our quarterback. He looks like a girl. And he does. He kind of does.
0: I think that's your fasc- fascination or perhaps your love towards Goldilocks.
1: Uh, it broke my heart
0: especially because came from his Yanko. <laughs>
1: because it came from his Yanko. Yes. Anywho, uh, Indianapolis winning <clears throat> the game, staying in contention as they continue to proceed on the bubble. I don't think there's much to decipher or go over uh, with that. Really Unless you have anything Yanko. to say. Not at all. Let's talk about Detroit and Pittsburgh. Yeah. I I have many friends, Josh, close friends. And old
0: places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases. They're there right now.
1: They're there right now after their team tied the defeated Detroit Lions. Jared Goff was unbeatable yesterday. Think about that. Jared Goff could not be beaten. You put out the same performance as a team when it comes to Jared Goff. And Dan Campbell. I honestly thought at one point, Dan Campbell sold sausages. That's what I thought he was good for. Not for coaching, not for leading the Lions to, but I think that's uh, that's neither here nor there. I think it's more indicative of the Steelers. And Josh, you know what? Take it from here because I, I don't, I'm speechless. What do you say?
0: How do you keep a team from continuing to play hard for you. If number one, you're winless and the game that so far that the Lions have had a lot of opportunities to win games. Some of them have been heartbreaks and others have just, they have let the game slip away from their hands. This was another perfect example. So if you're a Detroit Lion Lion fan, I pity you, although there's nothing that I'm grudging about being a Raider fan, but that's not the point. If you're a Detroit Lion fan, how do you see optimism? Everything had aligned itself for you picking up your first victory of the regular season. Yep. Number one, Big Ben wasn't there. He was on the COVID list, covid exempt list, so he wasn't going to play. It was a very rainy and muggy and cold day in Pittsburgh. Yep. And it was a ground and pound approach. And it came down to the wire and you go to overtime and, and I believe you did pick off or there was a fumble recovery. They were around that midfield and you couldn't do anything. And then towards the end of the game, I believe they had an opportunity to hit the field goal as time expired. And I want to say that they missed it. So if you're Dan Campbell, what, what else do you tell this team in order to keep them playing hard? I, there is no vision where I can see Yanko that I am confident in ownership to say, you know what? Let's bring Dan Campbell back for year two. We definitely saw this team uh, having a turnaround or, or extract something positive from this. Dan Campbell in my eyes is one and done.
1: I have to agree with you and done. I have to agree with you because I don't think Dan Campbell, he may be one of those guys where he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. Now, You must have signed off on the idea that you were going to send away Matthew Stafford in exchange for Jared Goff. I'm not saying that Jared Goff is the problem because let me tell you something. Jared Goff probably played the best game of his Lions career yesterday. Two, that's probably the best I've seen the Detroit Lions play defensively. They came up with turnovers. They were stopping the Steelers. And historically, the Steelers, even though it's their backup quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who we'll get into in a bit, the Steelers always find a way to win. And as of yesterday, that was there for the taking in regards to the Lions getting their fair lion's share. I See what I did there? Their lion's share of wins, which probably will only be one. I still think the the Lions will win a game? See, they're going to upset someone. They will. But Josh, gosh, that hurts. That has to hurt because the mere fact that you, not only was it, it's it's not like if they played the Jaguars. It's not like if they played someone that is a mediocre, lame team. They played the Steelers. And how much of a boost morale would that have been if they would have beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Now, complete paradigm shift to the other side of the, of the coin, right? Let's flip the side. What does that say about the Steelers? Your maximum effort was not beating the Lions. You tied them. Josh, what does that do to their playoffs? In, the, in a division where it's toyed, It's toyed like a toy girl where the Bengals could take it. What do you do? You're muted. It's either a, a,
0: and it's going to sound pretty moronic, but it is true. And I'm not going to share that example again, but it it's very much so. In my eyes, it's either going to hurt you or in a way it's going to help you get in. Because a tie mm-hmm. is very unpredictable. And I just don't understand how in 60 minutes that you play football, you can, and it was more because there was overtime involved, but,
1: but. Najee didn't think it would happen.
0: How, how do you
1: fathom a tie? How? How do you explain that to your team?
0: How? I mean, I, I could still, I mean, although it's not, it, it's not, it's not pretty. But – and the Rams just scored a touchdown with Tyler hit me. Oh, sweet. Um, everything was in the making. I, I could still honestly say if you're Pittsburgh, I'm not excusing you that you tied. But I can say, okay, you know what? Our starting quarterback wasn't there, which he's a dinosaur, but he wasn't there. So our offense was super limited. I don't know if you caught this. So Mason Rudolph throws a bomb to Deontay Johnson. It was this this was an okay. overtime. Deontay Johnson catches it. Okay. Uh-huh. He starts running up the field. And right where he cuts this with this defender, who he lost that 50 50 ball, right? Uh-huh. Deontay Johnson comes away with a catch. He starts running. That defender gets up, he runs behind him, and he punches the ball out. Peanut Tillman? The Lions recovered it. So I'm like, how? There's no explanation for it. No. Nope. Like long story short. No, no. It, it, there, there's no optimism in one side or the other. But.
1: And, and Josh, we shall see how this unfolds. We, you and I have talked off air about the Steelers quarterback situation. Look, Big Ben is on his on life support as much as you can be for a starting quarterback in the NFL. If you were to tell me who do you want to start a franchise with, Big Ben or Cam Newton, I would probably need on Cam. Okay? That's how far off. Are you I'm... saying in
0: this in this particular right, right now, now? Right, right
1: now. now. Who would you start a, a franchise with, Big Ben or Cam Newton? Because Cam just got mm-hmm. signed. Right? Now, look at the drop-off there was in Pittsburgh from Ben after who we just explained Ben is. To Mason Rudolph, their number two. Mason Rudolph is probably the most overrated backup quarterback in the league. I'd rather play with Marcus Mariota. I'd rather play with Chad Henney. I'd rather play with whomever the backup quarterback is. David Mills in Houston. Rush? Cooper Rush! (laughs) Your eyes just lit up. Josh, Mason Rudolph... The only reason he made the news was for the things he told Miles Garrett last year. He wasn't lighting up the stat sheet. He isn't. The only reason he exists, OSU quarterback, is because he's physically as big as Ben. And what I think is more eerie is they drafted Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida in Pittsburgh, and he's not even on the sideline. Like, where is that guy?
0: And it's, and it's, um, it's very indicative of also where Dwayne Haskins is at this particular junction in his career, he was a starter at yep. Washington. Yep. And it seems that there's more faith in the Steelers going with Mason Rudolph than there is with Dwayne Haskins or that kid that they picked up Kyle Trask from Florida.
1: And now use that same thought, that same theory. And if you apply A reasonable quarterback. Let's let's get like let's get crazy, Josh. Offseason comes around. Let's get
0: physical, physical.
1: Uh, uh, uh. What if they sign Aaron? What if they sign Aaron to Pittsburgh? Oh, that's a scary team, dude. If they if they're this good ish in contention for the division, that's a scary team, bro. With Ben.
0: They have a great defense that's been always a staple of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're well-coached by Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. The issue has been quarterback play. They mm-hmm. always draft the hell out of receivers. Mm-hmm. They have a very, very good piece at running back. They're always going to have great offensive line. Yeah, that would be yeah. scary.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And- Let's hope
0: it happens. I I want to see. I'm not a I haven't been a fan of Rogers with all the shenanigans happening, but I do want to see Aaron Rodgers leave the Packers and, and go to have that Tom Brady approach. Yeah. Walk away. Go to Tom another Brady, franchise and and try and try to do something with that franchise.
1: Yep. Heck, man, I think even Mitch Trubisky would do better than Mason Rudolph.
0: <laughs> you seem to have a lot of there's a lot Patriot. of pent up
1: emotion. Yes, of Yanko. but
0: you know what? I am here for you, Yanko. I am here to soothe you and to be here. You remember caress like that. We're not going to say exactly what happened, but caress you ever <laughs> so gently, Yanko.
1: <laughs> emotionally. You
0: feel emotionally that way you feel warm and fuzzy. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. True Absolutely. story. Absolutely. Scary. Yeah. You know what else is scary is that Bill Belichick is regaining his form with mac and cheese jones.
0: That is correct. They shellacked the Browns.
1: They shellacked the Browns. Baker is injured. Who cares what they're doing with Steven Stefanski? Is that their coach? I think that's their coach.
0: Stefanski, yes.
1: Josh, I don't think the Browns are a story. I think the Patriots are the story. The Patriots, it just took a couple weeks, and here they come. They didn't panic. Did you know that Steven was a running back that was going to put up those numbers?
0: That's A what the Patriots that they, do. That's man. what the
1: that's the Patriot. That's way. what the Patriots do. That's the Patriot way.
0: All that they needed was competent quarterback play. And it seems that they're starting to take away uh the training wheels of 01 Mac Jones. Yeah. And are beginning to at least Josh McDaniels, perhaps the OC is beginning to feel a little bit more confident in what he can bring offensively in the way of throwing the ball. And the Patriots got a lot of offensive weapons that they acquired in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know they're going to play hard defensively. They're not going to give anything cheap and complement that if you don't turn the ball over and you have great quarterback play, competent competent at quarterback, and you run the ball well, that's the Bill Belichick special.
1: Absolutely. And I think New England is going to be a problem in the AFC.
0: For many teams, yes. For many teams. You are teams. correct, Yanko.
1: They might even, I, don't, I wouldn't even, Bill I wouldn't Belichick be surprised they does take the thing,
0: great. He does a lot of things, but he does one g- great thing
1: Can I to opposing
0: offenses. Go right ahead.
1: Is exploit your weakness. No. Oh.
0: He actually takes away the best thing that you do offensively. He removes that. So he's like, you know what, bro? What, what is the strong suit of the Browns? The running game. The running game. So what do you say? I'm going to take away the running game, and I'm going to make Baker Mayfield beat us. If Baker Mayfield can throw it across the field and beat us, so be it.
1: And I'm not talking about the running game because Nick Chubb was there. No. If you saw the game, I actually have the Ernest Johnson In another league, and he racked up 60 yards in the first half, first quarter. I'm not sure. First half for sure. After that, complete shutdown of the running game. And then Baker did what? Not only did Baker not do much, but Baker had receivers dropping touchdowns. And Joku literally thought he had a touchdown, and he dropped it. And Joku literally dropped it.
0: I think the the Browns will bounce back. It was an ugly, ugly loss, but they'll bounce back remember they were they were riding high with shallake and the bengals mm. so now they came down back to earth i i want to say they're going to stay relevant in the nfc north afc north i'm sorry and that division is getting a whole lot interesting they're just like bubble, the afc west they're a west bubble is. team
1: they're, they're a yes. bubble team i think i don't think they're chubb a is coming
0: back remember chubb is coming back because of kareem hunt is coming back too
1: yeah and uh, there goes the ernest johnson but anywho. Moving on. Patriots are going to be the Patriots. The Browns are going to be the Browns. A surprise in the AFC West yesterday with the charges losing to the Vikings. Did you catch anything on that game? I
0: did. I, I have fantasy stock with the Vikings. It didn't surprise me, man. I actually picked the Vikings in my wife's pick'em challenge at work. Uh, I think the Vikings are, are a very underrated team. I know Kirk Cousins sometimes shrivels when it matters most during primetime television, but the Vikings have been really close to winning a lot of these games. And against the Chargers, it was no exception. As predicted in the form of the fan base, it was a home game for the Vikings. And unfortunately for the poor Chargers, they're going to be away all 17 games this season because even at home, they are an away team. And that was the same case against Minnesota pity because it's a beautiful stadium that I'm sure the Rams are the only ones that are going to represent for that home field advantage, but not the chargers.
1: That's a stadium. And I don't mind visiting.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. You know, I don't know if you caught, if you caught it on bleacher report, everybody's enamored with sulphi, and justifiably. So there's been one complaint.
1: What's you that? know what it is? Mm-mm.
0: The visiting team's locker room. The visiting and team's locker room. So a lot of coaches have complained that there's not a way to huddle your whole team. Oh, it's, it's a look it up in Twitter. It's very, it's, it's very awkwardly laid out.
1: So it's, it's a uh, home field advantage, even in the locker room. That was on exactly.
0: Purpose. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that was not a design flaw. That was on purpose. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that game. You know,
1: the Vikings are, they, they should be, they should have a better record.
0: They're a tease, huh?
1: They're, they're a super tease. And, uh, I'm glad the Chargers lost, you know? I'm glad
0: too.
1: I'm glad the Chargers lost. And, uh, let's move on. Carolina and Arizona. (laughs) 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 There's not much to say there, man. (laughs) Carolina and Arizona. Uh, Colt McCoy was Colt McCoy. For some reason, I Bring was... back uh, to Earth. Yeah, I brought back to Earth. I actually picked the Cardinals because I thought, hey, they might pull it off again. They're they're winning. I'm not afraid of P.J. Walker and the Cardinals. I didn't think Cam was going to be uh, as... And the Panthers. Yeah, thank you. P.J. Walker and the Panthers. Now, I didn't think Cam was going to be uh, as much of a factor as he was yesterday. But, you know, when you don't have your starting quarterback, when you don't have your stellar wide receiver... And when you have a couple of key playmakers missing, eventually that's going to come back and get you. And that's exactly what happened to Arizona. That the Carolina Panthers got a win to stay relevant to the NFC. And let's see what happens. Interestingly enough, Josh, it looks like Cam Newton will start Sunday. And you know who they're playing? This weekend.
0: First team reps, the Washington football team.
1: So, hey, Coach Rivera, remember... Me, but I'm if any back. coach coach Rivera is a defensive minded coach and he mm-hmm. knows Cam. So you might be back, but then good old coach might take out that whipping boy stick and hit you with it.
0: Well, oh, and he knows that he knows that offense what it's capable of doing too with Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, so he knows them, you know, it's like the back of their hand because their front of the hand is Washington football team now. But anywho, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> Moving on Philadelphia and Denver. And I actually picked Philadelphia to win this game.
0: The donkeys just deflated
1: They're, you know, they might as well call themselves El Nino because they're hot and cold.
0: I like what you did there.
1: You see what I did there? The Denver El Ninos. (laughs) They're just, they're just hot and cold, man. (laughs) And what, let me ask you this, Josh, are you a character guy? No, you're not a character guy. No. So if your quarterback has a chance to make a play on a turnover and he doesn't make the play, do you think that shows a lot about his character? And do you care?
0: It does because there is a position in the NFL that is scrutinized all the time and is either good and people. they'll just scored a touchdown. Oh, no. are you watching this game?
1: Uh, i'm behind uh, hey you've just caught it online like they're showing them, okay. like, the the replay the uh, Debo Deib- can...
0: Deib- Samuel, just did like a little
1: spoiler oh yeah. they're on the they're on the eight so i guess this is where it happened yeah yeah anywho um i, think I would
0: I, I i would say that that is a big no-no if you're quarterback because the team always puts you on a pedestal. And you're the the quarterback is the leader of the men, right? Yeah. It's where everybody kind of, you know, so what message is that giving to the team if you don't strive to make at least a tackle?
1: Now, let me let me ask you this. Let's say he goes for the tackle, right? He makes mm-hmm. a play towards the tackle and he gets injured.
0: It's damn if you do, damn if you don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: not a win. It's not a winnable situation for the only thing
1: I really don't like about that is Fangio coming out and saying that he he called him out. He called him out and he wishes he would have done some kind of effort that he could have done. You see
0: Fangio seems like an old school coach and he is a character guy.
1: Yeah, man. He is a character guy. You know who was a character guy? John Gruden. You know what happened to his character, guys? They got removed (laughs) from the team for being idiots. (laughs) Gosh, uh, even our net uh, character you guy, Henry He
0: Just we where a few guy. games away for you unleashing.
1: Oh Green Bay in Seattle. The first time in the career of Russell Wilson where he is shut, shut out. out. And can I say this? Metcalf plays wide receiver, but he's a big DB. Dude.
0: Please elaborate, Ingo.
1: And I don't mean defensive back. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean defensive back. You're
0: very salty today.
1: Metcalf is the one of the biggest DBs and not but, defensive but why, back. But why do you say that?
0: What a D-back. What did man. he do? Because he sucked because you have him in fantasy because
1: well i'm not even thinking about i do have him in fantasy but i don't even i didn't even think about that his care i'm i'm a character guy man call me old school i'm a character guy and what that guy does not only does he think he's basically god's gift to earth in a wide receiver form but the way he just acts on and off the field man he went at shadow. that was Sharp. his
0: that was his knock coming out of college
1: yeah, man, his it, it, his character. And I think it just it falls apart when when Russell isn't there. And I know he was back yesterday. Yeah, but he was but, rusty, man. But he was rusty. And when he's losing, he throws a fit. So DK plays two positions, wide receiver and DB. And I'm not <laughs> talking about defensive back. He got, look, Seattle got shut uh... out. And I think the Packers <laughs> defense is actually improving. What say you?
0: Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway from that game. They're they're playing well defensively, and I'm just going to say this, man. I didn't see this coming. He, the, the Packers got a lot of crap for drafting A.J. Dillon, but, dude, that guy is like he's built like Saquon. I'm not saying he's Saquon, okay, exactly. but he's built like Saquon. And in that cold Green Bay weather, bro, a, cor- a running back like that, I mean, credit to Aaron Jones. He's great, Mr. 915, but he's more of the lightning. He catches very well out of the backfield. He's very shifty, and he's strong in his own right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But A.J. Dillon, bro?
1: I bet he played for the Detroit Pistons because that's what he has as legs. Jesus, okay? bro.
0: He was just – man, yeah, he, he, he was – there was this one, I don't know if you caught that, that one touchdown they scored. There wasn't a lot of touchdowns in this game. Yeah, yeah. But one of them, he just pounded the rock, and he just took everybody with him. So
1: it's it seems that, that, that this
0: draft pick is is coming alive. Yeah. He's not uh, Eddie Lacy. And I do Lacy. agree with you. No. Eddie <laughs> Lacy just loved to eat.
1: He was a cheese wheel running down the field <laughs> for the but Packers. That okay. was that was some so, good stuff. Let right. me ask you this. Let me ask you this.
0: Ask Ask me still, whatever you want it's me. just,
1: it's crazy how history repeats itself. Right. But when mm-hmm. a running back gets paid, they get injured. That, that mm-hmm. happens a lot. Right now it seems to be that the fear was that Aaron was going to Aaron Jones, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones had torn his ACL, but reports have now shown that it's a sprained MCL so that he should be back within one to two weeks. I think it's safe to say that the running game for what we saw on Sunday in the capsule is okay for the Packers. Now let's remember that the Packers have been good without a running game. Not only is the running game showing up for green Bay, but the defense is showing up for green Bay, Josh.
0: But it's, it's scary, man, because the Packers are showing you different ways of you can win in a, in an NFL game. Yeah. Uh, we alluded to the slogan of this pot and I'm going to not repeat it again, but I am going to say that the Packers are now figuring out how to win defensively. They're, they're not unloading everything on Rogers. They're running the ball a little bit more effectively. And we all know that in the frozen tundra, sometimes throwing the ball is not going to be the easiest thing. So what do you have to do? Run the ball. And they did that. Yesterday, and they beat a team that perhaps is not all that well or great as of now, but they still handled their business really well. So if you're a Packer fan, you have to feel really well on how they want another game on a different facet than putting it on Rodgers. Hey, bro, go make some plays for us because we got to win this one.
1: And what a game to come back for for uh, the Return of Aaron, right? We saw that when Dak came back, he was a little rusty. They lost the game. When Russell came back, he couldn't score. Aaron wasn't Aaron yesterday. He was a little off. They leaned on the running game, but it was a back-led offense that won the game. And Aaron was able to knock off the rust, maybe have some residual effect from his, quote-unquote, immunization. And now the Green Bay Packers are starting to catch wind. They're starting to sail and they're starting to pack those winds. Now, Josh, before we round, this is the final game of the NFC other than what's going on right now between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Do you think that the Packers right now can beat any other NFC team in the playoffs? Do you think, or let me add, are they beatable in the NFC? Are they a one and done? Honestly, man, um,
0: I want to say that there could be a lot of things that can happen. But I think if the Cowboys face, if the Packers face the Cowboys... The Cowboys will take care of them.
1: Really? I do. I would agree with you, but I think it's going to come down to two things in that game. If, if and when that's to happen, right? Let's say Cowboys, Packers. And they have given us some great games in the playoffs, the yes, Packers they and have. Cowboys, right? A la Jared Couch.
0: That wasn't a catch. The, the catch that wasn't the catch. The freaking Jared Cook fiasco the that toe he drag just swag. went off out of his mind. Yep. And then the two crazy long field goals. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Here's what I'm afraid of will be the difference in that game. One, coaching. Because the strong suit right now, coaching wise, for the Cowboys is defense, and I'll take any defense. Versus Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers is a mastermind. Two. I'm afraid of the. Well, I guess it goes back to coaching. I'm afraid of the decisions the coaching staff will make in Dallas. When it comes to two facets of the game. Special teams and clock management. Those two things could be end up being the detriment. I don't care if it's the Cowboys versus the Packers. I think the Cowboys in general. I think the Packers are beatable. But at, at, to me, it's kind of like what Tom Brady does in the playoffs. It's, a, it's, it's another version of him. I think Aaron's another version of himself in the playoffs. Aaron in the playoffs, other than Tom Brady, who beat Aaron last year, Aaron's a force, and I think he's still a, a very strong force to reckon with. We talked about El Nino he's, and El um, Nina. He's, 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 he's Armageddon in the playoffs. I think
0: he, he really has underperformed in the playoffs, man.
1: Aaron? Yeah. Well, remember, keep in mind, I'm in the, fa- I'm in the phase of a, either one and done or first game in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he's, he's underperformed in the playoffs, and it's nothing to take away from Aaron's greatness, but he leaves a lot of room to be desired in the postseason.
1: Josh, but if they have a defense last year against Tom, the defense that they have now, I think it's a different story.
0: They had, they had Tom. It's just I still don't understand what the Packers did on that. Everything I, I mentioned this, everything that Aaron Rodgers wanted last year, he got the yep. road to the Super Bowl was in Lambeau. They played the Buccaneers. He had everything and he came away short. There's no nice way to say it. There could be the, the deflection on Matt LaFleur and, and – you know, not having confidence in going forward and kicking the field goal instead and blah, 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 blah. But look, when the chips were done, Aaron Rodgers had a shot and he he came away short. He underperformed. He had a terrific regular season because he did. He was the MVP. You don't take anything away from that, but.
1: And here, let me round my thoughts up with this. The Packers are a threat. The Cowboys are a threat but there's one team in the NFC that I do not want to go into a shootout with. And that's Arizona. If it becomes an offensive shootout. If they're healthy. Yes. I, I don't want to play against Arizona. The, the fact too. of the matter is, is that the NFC is stacked. It's stacked.
0: I, I think with Arizona, it's going to come down to where the seating lands. If everybody goes through Arizona, then there's an issue. But if Arizona has to go elsewhere, that's yeah. where it gets tricky.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Rams, and now, geez, I mean. Lay it
0: on me, Yinko. I know you're anxious. Oh. I know you want to open let's, Pandora's
1: box here. Let's start, let's start with this. We have a, a call-in from one of our listeners.
0: So I have a question for the CYJ podcast. What can we learn from the Chiefs' win against the Raiders? Are the Chiefs back? Or are they? Is their offense improving? Is was it that the Raiders had a struggling defense? What can we learn overall from the Chiefs with this win?
1: Thanks to Bear Force One for chiming in. Uh, And opening a very severe wound. Uh, Josh, I want to start with answering this question. Are the Chiefs back or is it a mediocre to subpar defense in Las Vegas? My answer, it's both. It's both. I want to start on the on the Raiders side of the ball when it comes to defense. Josh, it's no secret that the Raiders defense historically and yesterday has been trash. All right. The Raiders' defense couldn't stop uh a, they're they're not a plug to a flood. They always let the water go through. The water yesterday was fluid, and that ocean was named Travis Kelsey. Okay. The storm that came with that ocean that caused that tsunami is Patrick Mahomes. Josh, we have Faison. We have a rookie cornerback in Hobbs. We lost a first rounder to an IG post where he was an idiot and threatening lives with a gun in Damon Arnett. We have an older cornerback in Casey Hayward. We had a guy named Hewitt who looks as tall as a French Bulldog. And you have a strong safety in Jonathan Abrams who can't cover. He can hit you and he can cover the flats. But when it comes to one-on-ones and deep balls, he can't cover. A running back. Yes, a running back must a strong safety yesterday in a broken down play. The two anchors that the Raiders defense has had this year that has made them relevant in games washed ashore because they didn't have a single sack between Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. As a fan, I was able to see many holds that weren't called. And that's, those are with eyes of the beholder. I love those. I love the Raiders, and that's why it hurts me. But the defense came out and probably had the second worst performance of the year. The first worst performance against the New York Giants. I can't Hold back emotion as well as you can, and it's been oozing out from my heart into this microphone, this whole podcast. And I'm just kind of like, like a beaten down dog that when you try to when it tries to get petted, it's biting back. Okay, <laughs> that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> so you think I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you? I'm gonna get a?
1: I know it's you're trying to. An to pet me in consolation. Or... Yeah, I, I think you're bringing a broomstick because that's exactly what's going to happen to the Raiders and the Chiefs. The Chiefs to are going fair, to be the Raiders.
0: To be fair, the moment that you're having right now, I had yesterday while we were texting back and forth. I said some pretty crazy stuff. No, not crazy stuff. Some stuff that you probably wouldn't hear from me mid-season. Yeah. That's how I felt.
1: You are there for me today as much as I tried to be there for you there yesterday, for me yesterday. yesterday. To answer the second part of his question, yes, the Chiefs are back. Yes. Yes, the, the Chiefs are back. You know what the AFC West did? Not just the Raiders, but the Donkeys and the Nobolts. They let the AFC West be taken from the depths of the bottom and the Chiefs stuck their hand in and have taken that bag that is the AFC West and aren't letting go anymore. They had their slump and like you said earlier, continuity and good teams continue to find ways to win. Interestingly enough, the biggest test that they'll have now that they're quote unquote back will be this Sunday Cowboys. against the Cowboys. That's gonna be a great game. That's probably the game of the week. Hands yeah, down. Easy. In KC. Easy. What what is your answer for Bear Force One?
0: I agree with you. It's a bit of both. It was a great showing defensively from the Chiefs. I know the broadcasters were alluding a lot to that point all throughout the game and, and stating that in regards to they had beaten the Packers. They had hold the Packers to seven points, but then there was a question mark because it was against Jordan Love. They hold the Giants to 17 points, but it was against who? Daniel Jones yeah. the week before they had been the Washington football team and they played well defensively, but it was against who the Washington football team. And in driving up to the game, their biggest quote unquote test was going to be their division rival, their most hated rival, the Raiders, because the Raiders were flirting earlier in the season before the Giants game, before two weeks ago, with taking dominance, not dominance, perhaps with taking the torch from the Chiefs to the Raiders for the AFC West Crown. Um and I think everything that you said was was accurate. I don't understand what Gus Bradley well let, let me say this first. Kelsey historically has always owned the Raiders. Yep. Always. Mm -hmm. And it's not an excuse. It it's, and it's not saying much. It's just, you know, there's always one specific player that always excels when they play the opposing team. And Kelsey up to this point had had a subpar season. He's regarded as the best tight end in football and that's fine. And justifiably so, but statistically this year, he hadn't been that guy maybe once or twice prior to this specific game i think the last great game that he had was against baltimore and you're talking maybe in week two
1: i traded so him in fantasy
0: it, so it had it had been it had been a ways to go now here's my issue this is where i dive in and i try to keep my emotions in regards to this and i'm trying to be a realistic person And I told you this, this is no way excuse, but ironically, bro, ironically, this season, how it's unfolding is probably the most justifiable season of how it's going for the Raiders. Why? I'm not making excuses, but this is why they're in a quarterback. They were in a head coach controversy because of all the crap that he said, he steps away. Their starting receiver makes a stupid decision and he is cut. Mm-hmm. He's feigned extensive jail time. You already alluded to the other point. Damian Arnett. The other cornerback. So the 2020 class was a disaster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's only so much things that a team can overcome. You have a first-year head coach in an interim basis, but he has never done this before. He had been a special teams or an assistant head coach. So all of this has the makings for you to say, yeah, no wonder they're playing bad. Look at all the crap going around them. But in the NFL, you're only measured by two things, wins or losses. Nothing else in the stratosphere matters. You're divided by your peers or by opposing teams by wins or losses. That is it. This thing had already dragged itself out, and we already had mentioned it again. But good teams figure out a way to win. Now, in driving up to this game, there was a lot of implications, and that's what NBC was selling you last night. The winner is in sole possession, as of right now, in the AFC West.
1: The word they used was undisputably
0: there you go add more pizzazz to it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: now what does that mean well it doesn't mean much because the heavy side of the regular season schedule for afc west is going to kick in because now you're going to face each other maybe once or twice Mm -hmm. so but a win an early win comes a long way and separates yourself and gives away that cushion of what you need to fight for seeding and to fight for that coveted first seed, which now everybody wants because you're the only one that's guaranteed a buy. Well, the Raiders just took a big dump on that. They didn't play, their heart wasn't in it. I I can honestly say that it's a combination of everything. It's about coaching, it's about preparedness. I don't care if you like the head coach or if you want to play for your head coach, show me in the field. And I told you this too. And I, and I've been, I, I've been a car supporter. I have, you've been a car supporter. Yeah. We've all concluded that the Raiders would go as far as car takes them. Yep. But look, this is the issue that I have with car. When the going gets tough and he teases you a lot, he really does. He knows what to Be- say.
1: He knows what because
0: to say. It, versus when the first turn of event happened with John Gruden, they showed up against the Broncos, and they handled it.
1: And, you know, in, in retrospect, I think their, their game, their emotional game was the Bears game because they knew what was coming. Perhaps. I think but that then, was okay, the game.
0: Let, let's say, okay, maybe it's a one-head wonder, and maybe they won with emotion. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They play Philadelphia and Vegas, a game that you went to. And they handled I
1: still like the them. Eagles. Gosh.
0: They handled the Eagles. Yeah. So then you have two weeks to prepare to go east and play the Giants. I, I am riding high. That week is when Henry Ruggs' situation happened. No. You took a big dump. What? Carr played his most horrible game in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, wishful thinking. Because guess what happened Sunday night? He took another big dump.
1: Mm-hmm. And I thought I, it thought was I had a, dyslexia because it was 41 14, and I was like, huh? Maybe it's 41 it 41.
0: And it was in all facets of the game. Special teams, Ooh. terrible. Horrible. Uh, I, defense.
1: Actually, hold on. Terrible. Special teams probably had the best play of the game where A.J. Cole became a linebacker and got that yeah. hit.
0: And to force that ball? Probably out.
1: the only shiny And that, point. Gave, and
0: that gave energy to, to the Raiders, and that's when they scored the first seven to Hunter Renfro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this team. I'm tired of it, bro. I'm exhausted from it. I told you this yesterday. I'm like, look, bro, this is, this is where we're headed. These last two years, the second half of the season has not been kind with the Raiders. Nope. And that is with no dysfunction, Yanko.
1: Yep. I think that's this what hurts year, the most.
0: It's filled with dysfunction. So what leads me to believe that the Raiders are going to handle their business in the second half of the season And let alone not even fight for the AFC West crown. Because if that were the case, they should have done it yesterday. And if it would have been like the two games that were played last year where there were shootouts and it came down to one last possession and one team came short and the other one won, fine. I would have been okay with it. But in the way that you lost yesterday, it's disheartening. It's disflattening. It's scarring. It's scarring. It's traumatizing it's traumatizing it's draining it's ridiculous everything and all of the above i have no optimism headed towards the second half of the season i don't i really don't
1: you watch so um... i
0: told you what did i tell you you know what bro unless mark davis can get his head out of his ass and hire somebody competent in the way of a gm and hire a splashy head coach, this team is going nowhere. And if that's where we're going, then just blow it all up. I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm really tired. I, Here. if it's not one thing, it's the other. And I know there's a lot of things that are out of our control. Henry Ruck situation, it's on him. The John Gruden thing, well, it's on him too. But I can see where that was a little bit more, you know, crap. That just happened. The face of the franchise just stepped down as our head coach. Where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. But I'm just tired. I really am. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no optimism.
1: Definitely applies to the Raiders, which is if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. But let me state facts of what we both just said. If you get any team in the NFL, regardless if they're supposed to be good or not, any team, and the things that happen to and have happened to the Raiders happens to them where we are very aware and sympathetic, empathetic of that team. Dang, you lost your coach. Dang, you, put, you lost your basically Ruggs is showing to be that he was the number one wide receiver. At least scheme wise, because obviously that's Hunter. But anywho. You lost your your wide receiver. You lost another guy from the locker room that was your first rounder. And you're depending on your quarterback to be the leader of your team because obviously your head coach, interim head coach, isn't that guy. Josh, there's a reason why he hasn't become a head coach in the NFL for the last 20 years. Exactly. He said the same thing about the special teams coordinator on the Chiefs last night, how he's applied for different head coaching jobs, but he just yeah, hasn't he done it. it. He, he's just not that guy. I told you yesterday. There isn't a character. There isn't a dog, a D-A-W-G. There isn't a dog, a leader on that team that can carry them through this. Derek Carr is the, the best person to have by your side. He's a side He's guy. a great human being. He's a great human, great being. human being. I love him at quarterback. But, but we don't need not, a great
0: human being, bro.
1: He is not the Raider that's holding up the sword in his mouth. With the heads of his opponents in his wrist, looking at he's, the future and going, he's not we're going to win this. No. You know who he is? He's not that guy. He's the guy that's like perching for fishes and feeding the team and making sure everyone's well-being is okay. Josh Jacob is made of glass. Brian Edwards, either he's lazy or his eye <laughs> is. I don't know. And I don't know why we're not featuring Darren Waller because he's a baller. And not to mention that what the heck is Deshaun Jackson doing? Go down, dude. You're 36. Or at least you act like it. Catch the ball and go down. Because Josh, if he catches, he caught the ball. If we get the ball where he catches it, we score a touchdown, potentially. And it's a whole different game. Do we still lose? Yeah. But at least today, the conversation is, Josh, we lost to the researching Chiefs. I'm trying to convince you for optimism. This is the first episode where we're both negative. We're both negative. It's, it's,
0: is there There's nothing positive that you extract from a we loss see- like
1: that? It, and the most bothersome thing, and I'll end with this about the Raiders, we see the potential, and it's it needs to be tapped because it's there, Josh. We saw it. This is the best Tell year me. before the, the, Giants they, the, the Giants that the Raiders have had leading up to the NFL season or through the NFL season.
0: So just to allude uh, to this, okay, last year at this particular juncture in the NFL season, the Raiders were six and three. Yep. Six and three. Yep. And how did they end the season? Eight and eight. Yep. The year before they were six and four. Yep. How did they end the season? Seven and nine. Yep. So you see, we, we, we can both allude to perhaps it's John Gruden. John Gruden's grinding this team too much. The message gets lost. It's just constant, but you know what? There's no more John Gruden. So what's he excused now this year?
1: There's No leader. John Gruden was a great leader. He, That's what he, he was the
0: face of the franchise.
1: He was the, he, glue. Was. he was the, he lived and, and died now, by his own sword. And now I respect And again,
0: him. we don't know what happens. We really do not know what happens in that locker room, but I mean, you and I are smart. Our eyes, I try You know, do the vision test. There's not a leader that can round up the troops and say, you know what? Let's play. Dude. Let, let, let's shake this off. Let's get out of this rust. It all starts with me, the quarterback. Let's get it going. Defensively, there might be those guys, but you know what? The defense got, they got gassed. They were out on the field for too yeah. long. You and now here's my defense. other thing. You know, Kelsey is always going to do these things, but tell me something. And, and this is not being a hater. You know, the hatred that I have for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But did the Chiefs do anything spectacular last night? No,
1: than? cover the no. flats and cover the seams. No bracket. You said and, it. bracket, and, Kelsey.
0: And that's the reason why I think ah. the Chiefs are back. That's why I think because you know what Patrick Mahomes did? He wasn't looking for the home run ball all the time.
1: He wasn't afraid he was, of the Raiders. He
0: was giving. He was taking what the Raiders were giving him. And then after that, he got comfortable because he was throwing a lot to to Daryl Williams. He was checking yep. it down. Yep. Checking it down. If he had a slant open, he would check it down to the slant or or to the hot route. And then they started mixing Kelsey into the mix. But nothing, sounds easier said than done, nothing that the Chiefs did last night was spectacular other than that throw that he did to Darryl Williams and that the game was gone from that point.
1: Yes, The, 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 the game was done. Deflated. The game was done. It was basically a New England football.
0: So, again, I'm not hating I think it's more detriment. The Chiefs are back. Great. Kudos. Whatever. I hope Patrick Mahomes gets gonorrhea and he breaks his leg. (laughs) But that's besides the point. I just hate that they tease, the readers tease and say, you know what? It was a big game yesterday, man. If you're that team, if you're that team, dude, you know what? Even if we lost by three or we lost by four, we gave it all we got. Yes. We stand toe to toe. And yes. you know what? We, we They beat us here in, in Allegiant, but we're going to go get them
1: at Arrowhead. And now I don't or, even want to go. Round two. Just give no. them the W. Just give it to them.
0: What the hell for?
1: And you know what? If the they go for? win in, in, in Kansas in, in, in December, I'm going to be like, they're back. Dude, this is enough for for Darren Waller and Max Crosby to have a relapse. If they end up in rehab at the end of the season, I don't. Blame them, and the worst—the yeah, worst, man, the worst just... part is Josh. The worst part is is that they're still relevant in AFC contention for the playoffs. And they're I... in the playoffs. Oh they're my in the gosh! Bowl. Anyway, and look at
0: and look at how many tiebreakers they own right thus far. They own Baltimore and they own Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh! And you know what'll mm-hmm. make me feel better? What if you beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Yes. That's my Super Bowl, bro.
1: That's that's it. I don't care if that's they make it. the playoffs. Beat the Cowboys. That's it. That's it
0: That's it look at how look at how expectations have just completely fallen through Yanko but that's yeah. the NFL
1: man, and I'm glad you
0: got it all out of your system
1: It's like the like the really attractive girl who has crooked teeth man I just can't get over it <laughs> <laughs> or lack of teeth better said like meth very well teeth.
0: <laughs> very well Yanko
1: <laughs> anyway that's rounding out and thanks to everyone who listened to it. Uh, we are at minute one forty, so between like one twenty and one forty. If you want to, uh, well, I should say it at the beginning, right? I'll, I'll put it you in the should, yes. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the deets. I'll put it in the deets. Uh, let's move on to a couple of uh, stat that's uh, to round out, and then we'll jump into fantasy and uh, round out this podcast for week ten. Week ten. See, I'm in such a disarray that I have no idea what's going on. Did you know, Josh, that the Jets have allowed? In the last four games, a total of 175 points, and 175 points. coach staple is defense, bro. Aside from that, Rex Ryan came out and said, don't compare me to that guy. Ouch. Anywho. Uh, now, another stat. What is that? As of now, Matt Jones on Sunday had 19 completions, 19 completions. And three of those were touchdowns. Dang. Insane. Mac Attack, bro. Mac Attack. Mac Ingram is now the Saints' all time leading rusher. Nice. Here's one. You ready for this one? David Tepper. Do you know who he is? Yes. He's the owner of the Panthers, just in mm-hmm. case I want you. David Tepper is currently pay- paying money wise, Cam's replacement. The replacement for Cam's replacements and Cam to replace the replacement of his own replacements. All right. So check this out. Let me reread it, but with names now. David Tepper is currently paying Teddy Bridgewater, the replacement of Teddy for Sam Darnold's and the replacement of the original replacements of Cam to pay Cam to replace his replacements. That's what's going on in Carolina. What an effect. Your sack tracker, just in case. I know you were anxious to hear this. Sack tracker. Number one, Miles Garrett. Number two, TJ Watt. Tied at three, Matthew Judon, Harold Landry, Marcus Golden. And number four, Trey Hendrickson at eight and a half sacks. I know you were waiting for that stat, so uh, sack tracker. Sounds like the Niners. Anyway, the... (laughs) (laughs) As of today the ESPN Genius Minds have their version of NFL playoff tiers and as of today finalized in week 10 with what looks like a Rams loss the Super Bowl favorites are Bills Cowboys Packers or Titans dang playoff locks teams that will for sure Make the playoffs. Arizona, Baltimore, Kansas City, L.A., and not the Bolts, the Rams, New England, and Tampa Bay. Teams that are in the hunt and flirting with the idea of the playoffs. The Saints, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Bengals, the Bolts, and yours truly. The Raiders. I, 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 I don't. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Uh, injury reports. Aaron Jones suffered a sprained MCL, out for one to two weeks. We talked about this already. Chase Young, out for the season, torn ACL. A guy that isn't mentioned in many social medias, or he won't make headlines for injury reports. But this one hurt, man. I really like him. You know who I'm talking about? And I take a guess. Yeah. Alec Engle. Yeah, man. That, mm-hmm. He is a stand up guy. Doris ACL. Huh? That is a guy I would welcome to marry my daughter.
0: Do you have a little Mrs. Yinko I don't know about?
1: No, but that's a, that is a gentleman and a scholar. And I applaud him because he is a great person on and off the field. And the way he injured himself was grotesque. Non-contact, yeah. it sucks. One yeah, that's pretty bad. I, I know I'm not saying much, but one of the best fullbacks in the league. I know there's not many fullbacks, but next it's to Kyle, dying juice breed. check. It's a dying breed. It's
0: just like V8s in automobiles.
1: That's true. A dying breed, Yangle. That's true. Alec Ingold, Audis for the rest of the season. Hey, now we see Foster Moreau lining up at fullback. Whoop de freaking do, anywho. <laughs> Those are the crazy stats I had this week or things you should know or need to know. Now, the only other one we already talked about was Russell Wilson being shut out for the first time in his career. Josh, let's mix it up a little bit. Do you want to talk about Chuko? Yes. Late, so, shoot away, sir.
0: So uh, it's getting crazy in fantasy. If you did not know this, Yanko, if we count this week, we only have five more weeks of regular season fantasy to make a playoff push. So, with that in mind, mm. uh, Los Chicharitos faced the Poppies, and Los Chicharitos handle business 130 over 95. Chicharitos will improve to seven and three, and Poppies would fall to three and seven. We go now to Blazing Colts, who has who was winner of two straights, and he's playing SF Dad. Blazing Colts handles SF Dad unless something miraculous happens. The score is 141 over sixty five. Blazing Colts improves to six and four, and SF Dad falls to five and five. Mean Machine and America's Big D. How about them apples? It's coming down to the wire. There's still a shot. America's big D right now is winning 136 over 122, but mean machine still has Cooper cup playing and he better hope that Cooper cup has 16 more points left in him. Fantasy wise. If not, Jerry will improve to seven and three and Joe will fall to two and nine. This is interesting because last year's champ, because he's having such a horrible season, changed his name, his fantasy team name, from Apex Predator, something very manly and empowering, to Los Pedorros. So now, Los Pedorros is playing Los Osos, and Los Osos will more than likely walk away with this one because they're currently winning 101-90. Uh, Los Pedorros has Tyler Higbee left, and Los Osos has Matthew Stafford. So, if all plays well, Los Osos will improve to six and four, and Los Pedorros are going to pedorriarse for three and seven. Chicagones versus Neon Ninjas. Uh, Chicagones will fall on this one. This game's a wrap. Neon Ninjas wins 96 over 79. Neon Ninjas improves to six and four and Chicagones will fall to seven and three. And last but not least, Yanko, we have healthy dynamic playing yours truly Los Piratones Mm -hmm. currently as it stands. I am fighting for my playoff life Uh, and the score is 109 to 81. Uh, Healthy dynamic still has Henderson playing the Rams kicker and the Rams defense. And so far it's looking good because I'm up one Oh nine to 81. If I win, I improve to four and six and healthy dynamic falls to four and six. So that was this week's wrap up on Choco league.
1: Your, your voice for this wrap up was very soothing and very, uh, translucent what i mean is that speech there speech. was there was so much to see and much more to hear thank you <laughs> dr phil anyway moving on to the fff and i'm going to start with myself against austin whitebeards and let me say this ya te gané, bro ya yes, tegane bro, gané, bro. Uh, to the uh Chuka boys league i am removing my own self nomination because this is probably the worst of the worst uh for team yenko I'm going down to the minor leagues. Uh, it doesn't mean I get the toilet bowl. That I can stay with LA Lambs. I think that's who it has it, right? No. Yeah. SF no, Dad has it. SF Dad or COVID-49. COVID-49. Yeah. You can keep it. Uh, no, thank you. And I'm not wearing a pink shirt either. However, uh, I know when to remove myself. And that's after losing to this guy. Uh, 104 to 72. Healthy Dynamic and the 52ers are going at it. And the 52ers, man, that's a rough weekend for Healthy Dynamic. They are not in high definition HD today. They're the unhealthy Dynamic as they got shellacked 127 to 75. And the 52ers keep scoring as of now. Los Chicharitos taking on Bear Force One. Los Chicharitos doing better than the Mexican team on Friday, beating Bear Force One 118 to 102 right now. And that looks like it's in the bag. Uh, 158, and the high scorer of the league was Gronky Kong with a much-needed win after losing last week against CD Goats. Well, the only thing that CD can see is a big L, and there ain't no goat about that. Gronky Kong takes that one. I don't care what the result is of Monday Night Football. There's no way he's making up that much ground. I don't need to see your team, bro. You lost. Ooh. Fly Eagles fly with a much-needed win over Los Osos, 118-86, to 86. I'm not sure who's playing, but no way in making up that ground tonight uh, either. Hall of Lame. I'm back. Finally wins a, a, a decisive game against a, a deflating master deflator. 144 to 111. My, Can I just say one thing? One thing. This is not an excuse. But when your starting
0: quarterback scores... Negative point thirty-two, not even a point, Yanko. Who's this? Negative point thirty-two. You're probably gonna lose the game, bro. Is that Trevor? Matt Ryan, bro. <laughs> Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah. Bro. True story. Oh my gosh, I'm studying Matthew Stafford, and it might as well be Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford. It doesn't matter. Also, kudos to Juanito.
0: Uh, McCaffrey went off, and
1: obviously Dak Prescott. And CeeDee Lamb went off, too. So, Hmm. Cowboy heaven, bro. L.A. Lamb's handling COVID-49, 116 to 98. As negative as Steve was about losing Derrick Henry and then his Rams losing Robert Woods, getting OBJ. And, you know, right now he's probably looking at Monday Night Football and going, this doesn't look good, guys. Uh, Quite the character, L.A. Lamb's. I appreciate your banter on the FFF chats. Keep bringing it. And keep listening. Maquina de fuego was extinguished after losing to Los Mireyes. <laughs> 140 114 to 96. MDF. Bro, it ain't happening. I beat you, so I can I can I can say this. Uh he falls to three and seven, bro. Yeah, man. I took a that voucher for you, bro, to God. get you into this league. Yeah. I I imagine when I when I thought of Maquina de Fuego. I thought I'd get one of those steam trains, right? Like it took the steam from the fire of the coals to get going. It's been completely extinguished. So,
0: máquina de Fuego has gotten raider-fied. What do I mean by that, Yanko? Oh, He's I know what you mean, but raider-fied. please tell us. He started the season three and one. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what he is going to be at right now? Tell three us. and Seven. With six straight losses, but pouch town population, uh,
1: anywho. Right now, projected first place, los chicharitos, last place, looking, 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 feedy goats. But there's still, there's, there's still a couple of weeks, upset alerts. The what used to be the strong FFF north is now going south in the wind column, and needless to say, regardless of what's going on, I enjoy. Call me a glutton for pain. The Raiders are losing. My fantasy team is losing. My credit score is dropping. What else can go wrong?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's
1: that's awesome. Oh man, all I know is that. Ah, the Raiders still have a chance. The Raiders still have a chance. Yes, you. I, do. uh, uh, I don't. What can I hold on to, other than than hope, Josh? Other than wearing all this garb like I am now, that represent me as a fan against the Raiders, and look forward to. Raiders Cowboys. I'm not, I'm already looking past Raiders Bengals because that's <laughs> yeah.
0: If you have a Bengals stock, you I have should their start them. Yeah, you should start them.
1: I have their defense, man. I have, uh, yeah, I'm still gonna watch Yanko. the game. I'm a glutton for punishment.
0: Yanko, I'm glad you got it out of your system.
1: I'm glad you got it out of your system too, dude. And I'm glad you're your... feeling better life
0: support and yes thank you because i was pretty miserable this weekend because of our beloved booster shot but we're here and bear force
1: one thanks for chiming in man i know you did it backhandedly but thanks for chiming in as a matter of fact he actually messaged me and said i heard your slight that you took against me when i tried to trade you calvin ridley for tyler lockett he started off by saying bro what is tyler lockett doing for you now bro nothing because he did nothing just like calvin ridley so there's nothing to say about that trade other than it didn't happen josh next week we got afc next week is thanksgiving week to the world and to us it's cowboys raiders i'll see you there
0: bro we will see each other there, Yanko.
1: And for the rest of the world, I hope your team wins. I hope you're doing better. And I hope you don't have an epic meltdown like Yanko and Josh did today on this podcast. Josh, peace out. Peace.